Hey, it's Ella and Daddy, and you're listening to the Not Me But You podcast, where our goal is to speak out the truth of the Bible so that our listeners may be encouraged to live in a manner worthy of their calling. Together, we pray that God would use this episode to strengthen and guide you on your faith journey. Without further ado, enjoy the show. Hi guys, so welcome back. This is our sixth episode. I don't I know. I think so. Not quite sure. Whatever. We'll figure it out. Um, so today we are going to be sharing testimonies. We're super excited for this episode. We have a very special guest on today, our good friend Julia. Hi guys. <laughs> welcome Julia. So glad to have you. So glad to be here. I've never been on a podcast before, so this is going to be interesting. Yeah, Julia is a member of what we call our thriving trio, which is <laughs> me, Ella, and Julia. Yep. <laughs> okay, so um, before we get into it, I just want to talk about how to write out your testimony and just how to know what your testimony is so that you can share it with other people. Um, testimonies are super important and super powerful because anybody can just throw the facts at you and throw the Bible verses at you, but your heart's not going to change unless you hear personal stories of how God has worked in someone's life. So um, really for me, writing out my testimony, I just made a before, during, and after timeline. So I kind of looked at my life before Christ, what my life looked like while he was transforming me, and then what my life looks like now, which I don't know if I can really call it after because God still is transforming me every day, but that just helped me to kind of write out a timeline on my testimony. Yes, and for those of you that don't know what a testimony is, because I know that was a question that got asked um, on our Instagram, a testimony is really just a testament of how God has worked in our lives, or basically the chronological story of how God has worked in us. Just how God has um, worked in our lives, really. It's crazy. So many, I know with mine, there's like so many rabbit trails I could go <laughs> off on because it's just crazy, all the intricate details. And looking back, I'm like, wow, God was really working there and I had no idea at the time, so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got three testimonies to share today. Um, we decided we wouldn't be extremely mean on you, Julia, <laughs> and we'll let you go maybe second. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Ella's going to go first mm-hmm. for us today. So, Ella, what did your life look like before Christ? Oh, my goodness. Um, <laughs> so, it's not like I was on drugs or <laughs> a prostitute or any of those things. I was born into a Christian home with Christian parents, and my mom and dad were huge And they're still huge in my faith and where I'm at today. Um, So I pretty much just went to church my whole childhood. I remember when I was probably eight years old, praying the prayer with my family. So um, do you want to talk about what the praying the prayer is? Yeah. So praying the prayer is just... um, repenting and asking Jesus to come into your life and to fix you and um, having the Holy Spirit come and live in your heart. And that's basically your conversion from a sinner who is destined for hell to a sinner who is destined to heaven because you have Jesus in your life. So anyways, I remember my mom asking me one night, Ella, do you want Jesus to come live in your heart? Do you want to be a Christian? I was like, yeah, sure. So I remember exactly where I was sitting on our couch in our living room, praying the prayer. I don't know what I said, probably just like, dear Jesus, come into my heart, please. I love you. <laughs> Amen. I don't know what it went like, but I that's a really special moment to me, remembering that. And then, so I received quote-unquote infant baptism. Um, my family went to an e-free church And then we moved to a Lutheran church. So when we moved, I had to be baptized because Lutherans do infant baptism. But at my Evry church, I hadn't been baptized as an infant. So I was like six years old receiving quote unquote infant baptism. So not believer's baptism, but like 
I don't know. Is that like a requirement for you to be in that church or a requirement uh, to be like a member of the church? No, but so my church is kind of a reformed Lutheran church. So it's not like a requirement, but it's basically just like child dedication. Like the parents saying, yes, we promise to raise our child up in a Christian household and teach them about God and whatever. So anyways, that was my baptism. And then basically from that point until middle school, I prayed with my family every night and before meals, and that was about it. But Bible camp in sixth grade, my first year ever going to camp, made a huge impact on my heart. That was when I got my first real Bible, not just a children's Bible. (laughs) So that was pretty exciting. And um, yeah, my heart was just really open that week to God and who he is. And then the next year in seventh grade, this was also huge. And the speaker that week talked about heaven, hell, and the rapture, which are things I didn't really understand that well prior to that week. And let me tell you guys, it scared the living daylights out of me. <laughs> um, Ella just, still talks about it to this day. Yeah. So that's how much very it was, about it. <laughs> uh, it. It scarred me, but I mean, God used that. And I guess it kind of scared me into reading my Bible, which um, shouldn't be your motive to read your Bible, but it got me into it in seventh grade. Like, when I tell people I started reading my Bible on my own in seventh grade, they are so impressed. But I'm like, no, 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 you don't understand. I was scared into reading it. (laughs) You're convinced you were going to die otherwise? Uh Uh-huh, pretty much. Um, But I know now that that is not how it works. You do not get into heaven or hell based on reading your Bible. So... Anyways, and then the remainder of middle school to my freshman, sophomore years of high school, the relationship still wasn't really there. It was just a religion to me. Mm -hmm. Um, I had to switch summer camps because of some scheduling conflicts, which was definitely all part of God's plan. Um, So these others, this different summer camp I was going to throughout The rest of middle school and the beginning of high school also played a really big role in my faith and that those weeks were really formative in my life of just having a relationship with God and not just like reading my Bible every day and following the commandments. So anyways, that that was when I started to have a relationship with God, but I still knew that like something wasn't really right. I started praying for community and whatnot, but I still wasn't really living for Christ. I was very much a lukewarm Christian. I had all the head knowledge because of being raised in the church. I could tell you all the books of the Bible and all the commandments and whatever, but I was still doing sinful things. I was trying to find my identity in the world. And I got really caught up in finding my identity in running and um, just trying to get good grades and things like that, which never worked because school was a struggle, so my grades weren't always that great. And running, (laughs) yeah. It's hard to find your worth (laughs) in the world. Uh Never works out well. Yep, yeah. So anyways, and then junior slash senior year, God really answered my prayers. This is really when my life started to change. Basically, when the world ended, my life began. (laughs) Um, I, towards the end of junior year, before everything was shut down because of COVID, I started to develop some strong friendships with godly people that I had been praying for, um, like Julian Addy sitting right (laughs) next to me right now. Um, and these friendships just really challenged me and pushed me and made me want to grow in my relationship with Christ. And they're such a blessing. I and really, I think during COVID, like the biggest blessing was this trio of yeah. friendships oh, yeah. that God just totally used in every single mm-hmm. one of our lives. We would even like write, this sounds really cringy, but we would write like pen pal letters and that <laughs> really got us through it all. Yeah. yeah. We would, yeah, we took it back <laughs> to the old days. We wrote pen pal letters. Snail mail. Snail mail. <laughs> yeah. 
it was fun. The world ended, but like you said, life began. Yeah, good times for sure. Um, yeah, so then through Julie and Addie, I was invited to a Bible study, which was another answered prayer. I have learned so, so, so much through this group. Oh my gosh, I can't even begin to describe it. It, it has just been so, such a turning point in my faith and um, my relationship with God. So after developing these friendships and getting in on this Bible study group and really starting to take my relationship with Christ seriously, I made the decision during quarantine that I needed to either be in or out. I was sick of living this lukewarm life. And um, so I was like, well, you know what? I'm not going to waste this quarantine. I am just going to dive right in and let God do whatever he wants to do right now. So I turned into an Amish person and I deleted all my social media, <laughs> like including Snapchat, you guys. I went all in. Hardcore. <laughs> yeah, big time. Um, and, you know, we were quarantined, so I was pretty much cut off from the world because nobody texts anymore. Um, we texted you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> These two texted me, but nobody else did. It's fine. If you're listening, I know who the real ones are because they never texted me. Um, oh, Ella. I'm just kidding. Anyways, so I really just went back to the basics with my faith, and God was so faithful. He really answered my prayer of just, God, get rid of this lukewarmness in my life. I'm sick of living this way in this, like... We've talked about lukewarm Christianity. It just doesn't work. It does not work. You either love God or love the world. So anyways, God really transformed me. And because of COVID, um, this new camp that I was going to canceled. So I had to go back to my original camp from sixth and seventh grade. And that was another answered prayer. Exactly what I needed at the time. Just really pushed me to continue to take these next steps in my faith and the Holy Spirit just continued to push me and grow my relationship with God. Um, and also during this time, God called me to start discipling a friend and this friendship was falling apart. Oh my gosh, it was bad. <laughs> it was so bad. And it wasn't like toxic or anything. We were so anyways, God called me to start discipling this girl, and I was like, no way, heck no, I do not want to. Like, this friendship is falling apart, God, I'm just going to move on, I'm done, I, uh, whatever. Um, but it was such a blessing, God really, really, I, there's a reason he pushed me to do that, and I'm so thankful that I obeyed, because it fixed our friendship, first of all, but... It was amazing to see this person grow in their relationship with God. It was one of the most beautiful things I've ever experienced in my life. And I, too, grew a lot through it. And discipling someone is so amazing. Like, if you've never done it, 10 out of 10 recommend. There's such a reward in it. Uh, as much work as you put in, there's such yeah, a reward. It's so beautiful. And, oh, my goodness. I could go <laughs> on and on. It is such a blessing. So... I'm really passionate about mentorship and discipleship. Um, anyways, so that was like my quarantine slash summer. It was amazing. I grew so much. God pushed me so much. And um, every week, Julia and Addie and I, the thriving trio, would go on adventures. <laughs> We'd go to and... Bible study in the morning. We almost, we almost died on a bike ride in like 100 degree weather. One time, yes. Yeah. We have side that story. That was my fault because I thought the trail went in a circle, but it didn't. Yeah, so we get 20 miles out and Ella convinces us it's a circle. So we just have to keep going. Yep. That was a bad idea. And then Plot Addie twist. was like, Ella, no, we are turning around right now. Yes, I basically threw a fit and was like, nope, I'm turning around. Thank goodness we did because it was not a circle, guys. <laughs> I almost passed out from heat stroke or something. Yes. We, we ran, ran out, out of water. water. <laughs> we ran out of water. We ran out of food. It was 100 degrees and humid. It was bad. We should insert this picture on our Instagram because there's this picture of me lying on a gravel road <laughs> just done with life i'm like why did we ever decide to i think this? i look like a tomato yeah from the sun it was oh bad. man we're inserting this picture on our yeah. instagram stay tuned yeah we definitely are <laughs> but 
Anyways, um, just this summer and that friendship and everything that the Holy Spirit did in my life was a huge blessing to me. So when we found out we were going to be back in school, regular, whatever, I was so hopeful and I was so excited. And I was like, I just grew so much. I am no longer this lukewarm Christian. And there are so many people at school and people in my life I know that are not saved. And God is giving me this opportunity. I was so hopeful. And you know what? Instead, I just hated school 10 times more. (laughs) It was not good at all. It was bad with all the change. Oh, yeah, because... Change is hard. Yeah. We were in isolation for six months, and I was just with my Christian community, going to Bible study, hanging out with Julia and Addie, discipling this girl, going to work. Like, I was not around any... secular world. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. And then I was thrown back into school, and I was like, oh, I remember why I don't like this. (laughs) (laughs) This is not cool. Not much fun. Um, so yeah, I've pretty much had a bad attitude about school, which is something I'm still working on right now, and who knows, years later I might look back and have another testimony about this whole school thing, but... (laughs) So, I work in a nursing home. And we had a COVID outbreak in the facility. And this was so, so, so hard for me because all these residents, I know them so well. I know them better than I've ever known my great-grandparents because they're all the same age as my Mm -hmm. great-grandparents. And um, I just love taking care of them. And um, You formed a relationship with them. Yeah, I was so attached to all of them, even though I knew, like, they're in this place for a reason. Their time is coming. It's never, like, been hitting that hard where we're losing three people in one day. And um, I just, like, this just really renewed my sense of urgency because after I'd gone back to school, I was like, nope, hate this, fell back into a slump. And I realized during that time, like, these people are literally dying all around me. And now that that I know they're dying and I know that death is like knocking on the door of their life. I'm not doing anything because I literally couldn't like we were all suited up. And if you didn't have COVID, you couldn't be with people. But it was like a big mess. And I was just kicking myself for not talking to them and not praying with them sooner because I was like, all these people, I don't know if they're saved or not, and here they are dying. I don't know where they're going, and I just felt so guilty and so sad about it. It renewed your sense of urgency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. So um, that was another big thing, which I'm still like really struggling with. Um, just the trauma from that experience, it's so hard. <laughs> I'm still living out my testimony, and I know it's not done. I'm really excited for years in the future looking back and looking at this time I'm in right now and just how God continues to grow my testimony and work in my life. It's crazy. I have so many rabbit trails I could take with this because looking back, when you're living in that moment, you don't know what God's doing. You don't know that it's part of his big plan for your life. But then when you look back on it, it's like, oh my gosh, God, you were really working there and you were um, answering prayers. Um, But, yeah, so that's where I'm at right now. It's just crazy, like I said, looking back on all of it, how much God loves me, and through Him, like, I have so much peace, like, peace, like, nothing else, nobody in the world could ever give you this kind of love and joy and peace, and I'm just so, so thankful that God has saved me, um, because I cannot imagine living a life without knowing Christ. Um, I Super just, humbling. Yeah. Just humble knowing that God has placed all of these moments in your life to bring you to this point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Yeah. He's redeemed me. He's restored me. I am washed white as snow in him. And it's just such a wonderful thing knowing that. And... Oh my goodness. Some days I still just break down and cry. I'm like, God, why do you love me? I don't get it. Seriously. He just loves us so, so much. He loves us so much that he sacrificed his son. Um, but yeah, that's where I'm at right now. Yeah, it's crazy seeing, you know, going from 
just all these places of lukewarm and how God has redeemed you from that. And even how you're saying, like, I fell back into a lukewarm pattern, but God didn't allow you to sit in that. He brought you people or, you know, <laughs> brought a pandemic <laughs> and really brought you out of this. So it's amazing just to see how God has worked through mm-hmm. even what some people would call these bad moments of our life. Mm-hmm. But when really you helped. Yeah. And even like the bad moments, like when you look close enough at them, you'll always see them working in it. Right. Oh, exactly. Right. Yeah. And I think, too, it's such a testament to how broken we are. Like like I said in the beginning, no, I wasn't on drugs. I wasn't, like, <laughs> in a gang or whatever. Yeah. I didn't just, like, have this one immediate thing. Like, Jesus just came to me and spoke to me. But he's worked in all these little details, and it just shows how Jesus cleans us up. We don't come to him once we get our act together, we come to him and he gets our act together for us mm-hmm. because we cannot, we can't fix ourselves. That's only Jesus. Thanks for sharing, Ella. Yeah. Thanks for being. I didn't cry, you guys, <laughs> but I still have to listen to yours, so I might cry. Ooh, we'll wow. see. I don't know. Well, not to just like throw it on you, Julia, <laughs> but um, Julia is going to share with us her testimony. And so do you want to just, you know, give us a little bit about what your life looked like before Christ, if you have a recollection of that or remember that uh well there's like ella said there's always rabbit trails and everything but so when i was little we moved well we lived in um a different town beforehand and you know we would occasionally go to sunday school and to be honest i only really wanted to go when it was like when we had the craft station or the food station i'm just gonna be honest (laughs) um so we went to Sunday school and like I got exposed to Jesus and heard like the Bible stories like Noah and the Ark and Daniel and the Lion's Den, but I didn't really like understand it or I don't know, want to like dig. It was just a story to you. Yeah. I mean, in a little kid, you're not going to really understand all of that yeah. oh, anyways, yeah. but so then I kind of always felt um, like unloved, I don't know, and like I don't know, I never felt good enough, which that's kind of sad, but that's also where Jesus comes in and redeems. But then a couple years later, we moved to my family's farm, and that was in like fourth grade. And then in seventh grade, uh, me and my brother, we started going to my dad's uh, Catholic church. Like they had confirmation classes. So we went there because I knew like, well, I mean, it's church. It should be good for me, right? (laughs) So we started confirmation classes, and I didn't, as I went through them, I didn't really get much out of them besides, well, then I got confirmed. And to be honest, after I went through all the confirmation classes, all I could really say was like, yep, I was confirmed. Like, there was nothing to it besides that. And I don't want to like, bash on the Catholic Church or anything, because I know some Catholic people can get a lot of stuff out of their messages and all that, and people, you know, they can grow. God works in different ways. The Holy Spirit works in different people in different ways. So after that, I got confirmed, but I knew, like, the Catholic Church wasn't really for me. So I was just really lost for a while and, like, trying to find a church that I could like claim my own because I still had the desire to go after God and like learn more about him but I didn't really have a church that I was connected to and like God always does he always comes in at the right time and he brought me like godly friends and godly community which is so important and like he brought Addie and Ella into my (laughs) lives and um Addie invited me to her church's youth group and ever like my eyes at that youth group, my eyes and heart were just really open to what having a relationship with Jesus looked like rather than, you know, like the traditional religion and mm-hmm. doing things to just check them off the box, like First Communion and then all the Catholic sacraments and going to confession and all of that. It just, there wasn't, to me personally, there wasn't really a meaning to behind any of it. So my eyes and heart were just really open to like what Jesus can actually do in your heart when you invite him in. And ever since that, I just got more 
like devoted and invested in just learning more about God and growing my faith in Jesus. And and that's the kind of like where Bible studies and going to more youth groups comes in and go into weekend services at the church. This all kind of leads to like this really <laughs> dark but not so dark time when so I went to my dad's Catholic church. And let's just say he was not a big fan of me going to a new church that he didn't really know anything about. And let's, I don't know, there was just a lot of tension and confusion and it led to a lot of fights and a lot of nights of me, (laughs) a lot of nights of me crying myself to sleep, to be honest. And it was just hard, but those moments when I was like by myself the most is when God really just spoke to me. Like in the isolation and all those times alone, the only person I could really go to was God. And before I had like told my parents that I was like switching church and like stepping away from the Catholic church, I vividly remember me hiding in the laundry room trying to like muddle up the courage to like be like uh sorry but I don't like going to your guys' church anymore and I remember just like sitting there praying and be like well I mean I feel called to do this and it took a lot of boldness that I could not muscled up myself because let's just be honest sometimes I can be a wimp (laughs) holy spirit man for sure it's kind of crazy what is crazy but So I muscled up the courage to tell them about this new church and like really just taking my faith into my own hands, which I mean, those who know me, they can really tell that I'm independent. And I think that's really what like taking my faith into my own hands was really what helped me to be more independent, I guess. But I don't know. <laughs> no, I get what you're saying. You had to, you know, take a religion and make it your own. It had to be your own relationship with God and not what someone else wanted for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, like I said in my testimony, my mom and dad have been huge in my relationship with Christ and my faith. And I honestly don't think I would be where I'm at today if I wasn't raised in the church, if my mom didn't send me off to Bible camp, if. I didn't wake up in the morning and see my mom sitting there reading her Bible, you know. So I just um, really admire you for (laughs) taking that into your own hands and um, developing that relationship with Christ on your own. Yeah. Well, and even like, I mean, you guys are both, you've both grown up into a Christian household and like you see your parents and like you had mentioned praying before meals and all that. And I don't want to like bash my parents for you know, not bringing us to church or whatnot, whatnot, but even Ella was saying how, like, she just had more knowledge from the, like, learning the biblical stories and having those models to look up to as parents, and I often, like, compare myself to those two because they have that, but, I mean, it doesn't, what you grow up with and what you grow up without like, God can still work through any of that, and it's kind of just crazy to see, like, I mean, Ella and Addie say we, that they could never, oh, no. <laughs> they don't think they could have made it if they didn't have their parents, and, no, you know. to you, because we were given this Christianity thing on a silver mm-hmm. platter. Like, it yeah. was presented to us and explained to us mm-hmm. in a million different ways. Right, and we did have to figure out our faith and figure out the relationship aspect, but, I mean... Parents do play a big role in their children's lives, especially when it comes to faith. Yeah. No, thank goodness he's worked in all of our lives. Mm -hmm. And look at this. Like, (laughs) God used your situation. He used our situations to give us a testimony and to save us and redeem us so that we can share this with other people. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's in, like, writing my testimony out. It's just always cool to see how he, like, the little steps that he really does make everything so intricate and like everything just intertwines 
Like, I remember in a car... Okay, I have a really good memory. I know it creeps <laughs> yes, you two out. <laughs> very scary that she remembers. But Boys, I rem- if you ever date her, you better remember important dates because <laughs> Julia will remember. <laughs> uh, but I remember a car ride with Addie and, like... Oh, boy. <laughs> we were just kind of talking about how God brought us together. Like, I went out for cross-country and... You know, that's how I met Addie. And then a couple months down the road, she invited me to her youth group, and then that's how I found my church. That's how I, you know, and later I got baptized there, like a believer's baptism. And I don't, it's just crazy to see. And then, what was it, last year, two years ago, he got brought Ella into my life. And I really, it kind of feels like we've been friends for life I know it's so weird because Julie and I's friendship is actually very young we've mm -hmm. only been friends for like a year but I feel like we've been friends for ages I know like it's hard to picture what it was like (laughs) before I I don't know know. Uh, I don't know it's just crazy but yeah and like Ella said your testimony is ongoing like God is the other day I had a mental breakdown because of something that happened in you know, he comes and comforts us in everything that we go through. And it's just really encouraging to hear other people's stories and then to look back on your own story and know that the God who was working back then is still working now. Mm-hmm. So, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing, Julia. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of rabbit trails, but... No, you did awesome. I know it's hard to just be vulnerable on a platform. Mm-hmm. I know we've we have a little bit of experience with this, so yeah. I feel like it's a little easier for us. But thank you for just laying it all out there. I know that can't be easy. Yeah. And we just kind of forced you into this. <laughs> like Addie and I are at the point where we're comfortable talking into a microphone, but then there's me and my little rattly voice. <laughs> probably sound like a guy, let's be honest. You sound great. <laughs> yeah. Addie? Do you have a testimony, Addie? No. <laughs> no <laughs> then what I... are you doing on this podcast? <laughs> I don't know. Addie just got plopped down. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't have a story. She yeah, just... <laughs> Addie's just here. No, no, I do. God has definitely worked throughout my life mm-hmm. in big ways. So, oh my goodness, where do I start? I guess I should start way back at the beginning. Um, so I was actually baptized as an infant and born into a Christian home. So this is not obviously believer's baptism, but um, just, you know, sprinkle on the head and whatnot. <laughs> And I went to school for about a year, and that's when my parents decided that they wanted to homeschool me. And that was an amazing, like, opportunity that I was given because I was able to have a Christian education. I didn't obviously realize it at that time, just the importance and, like, the sacrifice they were making to give that to me. But now looking back on it, I can see how much that has played into my life and just, you know, not having that secular influence all the time and I just thank them so much for that but I didn't realize that back then mm-hmm. um anyway so I did that through my life and about fourth fifth grade I believe it was um I was sitting in a it was like a Sunday school and I the leaders it was a husband and wife they kind of had this whole script and were like, hey, do you want to accept Christ? And I remember they had these little diplomas saying like, I accepted (laughs) Christ. I think I've talked about this before in maybe like the gospel episode or something, but I don't really know if I accepted Christ at that moment or if I really just kind of wanted the diploma. Mm -hmm. So I I guess I don't know the exact moment I accepted Christ because I do know as when I was younger, I understood. So I can't really tell you like, you know, at 5.04 on Sunday, the 12th of January, I accepted Christ because I don't, I don't exactly know, but I do know that, you know, Christ lives in my heart. Um, so that happened, you know, my parents were heavily, heavily involved in a church. And so we went every Sunday and, um, went to youth group. I was just involved in all of these church going things. That's really all I remember of that, you know, nothing amazing, I guess I could say happened at that point in my life. Um, But really when stuff about my faith started to change was when I was asked by a couple of friends if I wanted to attend a winter meltdown. And I remember being kind of scared and hesitant to go, but I was like, oh, well, whatever. It's three days, you know, I'll Mm -hmm. go. 
I think this was probably middle school, if not my no, this was middle school. Yes, middle school. So I decided to go. I absolutely loved it. God worked. God worked through those three days. Like, it was amazing. And, um, you know, that was kind of the end of that. And flash forward to the next summer. It was the week before summer camp. And if anyone knows about summer camp, you normally should sign up about like three, four months before. <laughs> get your name in and whatever. And this was a summer camp for high school students. However, I was in eighth grader that summer so I should not have been able to go but these two friends were older than me and they convinced me they're like oh it's okay we'll just call the camp I promise we can get you in so I kid you not like three days before camp was supposed to happen me not even being old enough to go somehow got my name in the door and the next week I packed up my stuff and left for summer camp and um thank god that that all worked out he had he had that wasn't his plan to make that all work out but from there like god used that camp in my life so 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 much then after i went that year i went the next year and i specifically remember this speaker and i believe his name was john and he spoke on missions and he was a missionary and i just remember my heart lighting up from that and i was like this is something i either want to do or something i want to experience sometime i just knew that like god was calling me into that and um also at camp that year i'm not sure exactly what happened like why i walked up or something but there was like these group of strangers praying for people and i remember walking over them and asking them for prayer and these strangers didn't know my name they didn't know who i was where i was from they knew nothing about me but i could just tell they loved me so much in that moment and that is one of the moments where I truly understood what the love of God felt like because I just felt this like wash over of love overwhelming yeah it was so overwhelming I was like I don't understand why these people would love me enough to just pull me aside and say can I pray for you and then like I'm, I'm praying for you daily and going out of their way to I was like you don't even know me I don't mm. understand and that was really when I began to understand this love kind of Christ like had. fathom it in yeah, a way exactly yeah. I, yeah I was able to comprehend it um And then after that, I was just really on fire and I was like, wow, I got to like go on a mission trip or do something cool. So I started a Bible study at my house. Honestly, it didn't go well. Not even (laughs) going to lie to you. The leader aspect leading as an eighth grader to the people that attended were were older than me. Yeah. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Okay. It was like eighth grader freshman year, but still, I'm not going to lie to you. It didn't go well. Like Mm -hmm. it wasn't great. It wasn't amazing or anything. Um, flashback the next year at camp so this was my sophomore year now this year at camp someone in my cabin accepted Christ and I remember um, we knew she was on that like that verge you know Mm -hmm. that tipping point of like she's understanding this and so she stayed back just to talk with someone and we all walked into the cabin and we just held hands anyway we were just holding hands in the circle and truly like praying for her just like god like bringing her to this point of surrender i i don't know how to like explain that either but i could totally feel the holy spirit just like encircling that room and it's like an those moments when you feel the holy spirit you guys you can't oh my gosh it is the most powerful thing ever and like i've i'll feel like glimpses of little glimpses of it singing worship songs or Mm -hmm. um moments at camp whatever it is oh my it's like you can't even put it into you can't put it into it's earthly words either yeah, there's no way to describe it and that was one of those moments i was just like oh my goodness i don't know what this is but this is great <laughs> you just kind of stand there in shock and yeah. just like soak it in i just like ball my eyes out in those moments <laughs> that's me yeah. yeah no so this happened and then we're all sitting praying in a circle and i'm sure we sat there praying for like an hour but it did not feel like that and the cabin door opened and i just remember her walking in this huge smile face. She's like guys i accepted christ Aww. and i just i was like oh my goodness and that was like I got to see someone go from broken and lost to saved, redeemed, and renewed. And that was just like, wow, this is amazing. And this God truly works and he's amazing and whatnot. And it was just absolutely beautiful. And I will forever remember that moment. Well, then you can just see like their radiance beaming off of their face. Yeah, I could see that just the huge (laughs) change. That's amazing. Yeah. As amazing as that was, though, it caused a little bit of an issue. Oh, boy. (laughs) Well, the issue was I saw, you know, this 
snap change of heart Mm -hmm. just in an instant of what God could do to change a person. And I just had started having these doubts. I was like, God, I never had this. I never had this moment in a split second where you changed me and you entered my life. Like, I don't remember that moment. And I'm sure it's because I was little and, Mm -hmm. you know, I just didn't have this. And it caused me to wrestle through, you know, assurance of my salvation and my counselor and love oh my goodness thank goodness for her and she just really mentored me through that and was like no Addie like I see fruit in your life you're saved you're loved you're chosen whatever and that was just another part of my life that I had to wrestle through was just like do I have this I was like yes you have this even though you don't have your moment if that makes sense you can't pinpoint it yeah like you couldn't I mean I can I remember mine. I was crying under a crab apple tree. <laughs> oh, cute. <laughs> anyway, so this awesome mentor mentor of mine just helped me work through that. And um, that was also the year before we, we talked about missions and whatever. And I never really took that step of um, just following after that. Mm-hmm. And thank goodness for her because she was like, no, Addie, we need to do this. Like if this is something you're really passionate about. And she helped me through that. So um, I told you kind of about our, the failed Bible study and whatnot. She helped start one with all the people um, that were kind of in the one I had before and really just led that and taught us how to read the Bible. And thank goodness for that relationship and that Bible study because I never once knew how to properly read the Bible. And so that was started um, through that relationship as well as she was the one that got me to go on a mission trip and it was going Mm -hmm. to be two of my brothers my mom and this mentor that was helping me out and during this time my grandpa had an autoimmune disease and wasn't doing the best and my mom ultimately came to the decision that she didn't think it would be a great idea for us to go out of the country just you know with his health at that point in time. And I just remember being utterly crushed. I was like, God, I've prayed for this for two years. Like you finally brought me this opportunity and now I don't get to go. And I was like, what? I don't understand your will. I just don't get it. Mm -hmm. And I was so crushed, but luckily my parents thought that I was crushed too. (laughs) (laughs) And the mentor I was going with and someone my brother was going with, they decided to like sign the papers to say like, you'll be your legal guardian Mm -hmm. so that I could hop on a plane with them and go to another country. So that was awesome. We got to go and God truly worked through just that week in um, Haiti. And I really understood while I was there why God didn't allow my mom and my other brother to come. And that was really because I got to room with this awesome person and she mentored me through that entire week. And not saying that my mom couldn't have done that, but I think there's just that difference of having that. The whole mentorship thing is a little bit different when it's your parent. Exactly. I just really saw how like God used that and really used them not going just to like influence my life more and just to teach me so much. So I don't know. I learned so much from that trip. It was truly amazing. And after that trip, that's when that Bible study formed. And from there, um, you know, my fire was really renewed for God. And I witnessed that girl coming to Christ. I was like, I really need to start, you know, looking, how can I help influence the people around me? Because I really wanted this change in other people. And I saw people around me that didn't have that. And I had one particularly really good friend, and I just knew she wasn't living for Christ. I just... Well, you can tell by their fruit that they give out. Or just tell that they hadn't completely figured it out. And I think I wanted her to have what I had. Like, I wanted her to have my joy and my hope Mm -hmm. for life and, you know, just not live for the worldly desires of the world. And We have the greatest news in the whole wide world, and it's only natural to want that for others. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I... I just really wanted this for her and I just began praying like, God, bring me someone to lead to you. Bring me someone to lead to you over and over and every day, every day. And I was just convinced that this one person would be it. And um, she ended up coming to a weekend church retreat with me and she accepted Christ. Like, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. But Mm -hmm. I was like, 
God, I've been praying for so long for you to bring me someone to lead to Christ. And I know I've helped. I don't want to say I helped play into that. The but Holy Spirit used you. Exactly. But I was not satisfied knowing that I didn't finish the work. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Someone else was there to finish that for me. And I just was, I was selfishly not. It felt like your prayer was yeah. answered, but unanswered. Yes. I was like, this was not how I intended. But mm-hmm. little do I know, it's not how I intend my life. It's how mm-hmm. God intends yeah. my life. Yeah. But then, you know, this was about the time where Julia and Ella started coming into my life. <laughs> you know, we would go to youth group and whatnot together. And praise God for that. That was awesome and amazing. Mm-hmm. And um, during that time, I also got the opportunity to lead someone else to Christ. And I saw that flip of the moment, you know, walked from dead to life. And that really, after that happened, clicked in my brain and was like, you know what, you've been praying for this for so long and God answered this in another Mm -hmm. person. And I don't want to say it fulfilled me. That's not what I'm looking for, but it... It brought you joy. He answered your prayer. It was satisfying knowing Mm -hmm. that. I was like, wow, God answers prayers in so many different ways. And if I just would have been patient... And what I prayed for, like, it all would have come to pass. And his plan is 10 steps ahead of where mm-hmm. I am right now. And I really need to remember that. Um, yeah, and then that brought me to the point of just me, Ella, and Julia hanging out all the time. Going <laughs> the to... The trio. Yeah, <laughs> the trio. And just that Bible study that I talked about, that Bible study has just been a truly a blessing in my life. Mm-hmm. I've learned so much from those people and leader. Just absolutely amazing. Love that. God has blessed me so much with that. Mm. Yeah, and then that led us just to about right now where me and Ella just kind of started joking about starting a podcast. And little did we know that our jokings one day showed up, turned into mics showing up at our door and turned to us creating outlines. And now here we are sitting down doing this. I know, it's crazy. (laughs) This podcast is a big part of my testimony too. I didn't really mention it, but... Oh my goodness. Oh, it's, I, it's crazy. And you get to hear about the people who are listening. And um, it's just amazing how much God uses us broken people to help other people. Yeah, it, it truly is crazy. And I think it really helped me make that step between like how we're talking about in our lukewarm episode. Like, are you all in, Addie? Mm-hmm. Are you all in for this thing you believe in? And I truly had to make that point and say, yes, I'm all in. And now I hear, I'm here speaking for anyone who wants to listen. And that's crazy to me to just think about. Because I know I couldn't do that a couple years back or even yeah. a year back. Yeah, yeah, that's a little bit about my testimony. I know there was a lot more mixed in there, but that was there's really always, the... There's always rabbit trails. Yes. Yeah. Ask anyone. They'll mm-hmm. always have more to tell. I wish God would <laughs> write me a book. I think like it'd be like 27 pages like this is what I've been doing for you you know there's so many things that he's done in our past that haven't been revealed to us yet either so in the future we're gonna be like oh Oh, dang I see where you're going there Mm -hmm. (laughs) I really encourage all of you guys to sit down and write out your own testimony and just think about how God has worked in your life and used you because really really encouraging just knowing that um God is he's working he always has been and he always will be and oh his love for us I just it's unlike anything I can ever describe and it's unlike anything any human being could ever give you Mm-hmm. <laughs> we encourage you to take the time to sit down and think through you know all of the big moments that God has worked through your life I think mm-hmm. it really humbles us to see like wow I'm not in control and even when I thought this was a bad situation God worked through mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. and really just gives us that 100 foot high perspective versus just on the ground we really just see what God yeah yeah did. and to just know that everybody's testimony is different. It is so different. So do not compare your faith. Do not compare your walk with the Lord to ours. God has a different timeline for everybody. And you might not be at a point in your life where you've crossed the faith line or um, you just don't feel like you have a testimony. God has a plan. He's got a plan. And you just need to trust him and seek him. Yeah, he's... He's got a plan, so don't compare your testimony mm-hmm. to ours. Yeah. Like I said, I didn't know my, you know, moment of faith of crossing that line, and that bothered me for a while, but 
your story is not like someone else's so don't compare your story well, yeah to and else. no one can tell your story better than you can oh so. yeah <laughs> yeah we hope this was encouraging to you guys i love listening to testimonies <laughs> you're Addie crying and Julia before know it so well i will just like look up testimonies on youtube and watch them and then i'm like sitting in bed bawling and bawling <laughs> over this testimony because it's just so amazing and god is amazing and okay <laughs> Well, we thank you so much for listening to just our little life stories and just how God has worked through your lives. Like I said, we encourage you to do the same. Share your testimony with others because, you know, when others see how God works in you, that may fire a change in, or not fire a change. It's just powerful and it inspires us. Yes, mm-hmm. 100%. So, like I said, you know, we'd really appreciate it if you left a review on Apple Podcast. Um, that helps us out so much. Right now we're available on Apple Podcast, um, Spotify, Amazon Music, the Podbean app, all of those things. And the best way to help support us is just word of mouth. Share it with your friends if mm-hmm. you enjoy what you hear. Oh, and we're on Facebook too. So yes. we have Instagram and Facebook now. So. Yes, correct. <laughs> At yeah. Not Me But You Productions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming, Julia. Yes, thank you for having me. It was fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll probably have her on future episodes because, you know, she's part of the trio. So. <laughs> Hopefully we won't die on another bike ride. <laughs> Down Hopefully the road. not. <laughs> well, anyway, without further ado, see you guys later. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to our show. As always, we'd like to remind our listeners that we're born into a broken world. With that being said, we're not perfect, and we ask our supporters to always fact-check our words and opinions on the one and only truth of the Bible. We would absolutely love to hear your episode suggestions or feedback. Check us out on Instagram by typing not me but you productions into the search bar. Thanks again for the love and support.